His face shone like the sun, and his garments became dazzling white. It is the strangest and most bizarre scene in the Gospels. Even without the voice from the cloud to explain it, the three companions with Jesus knew what they were witnessing, but in all probability had not the slightest idea of what it all meant. They were there with him. It was the same Jesus who'd been tramping around the countryside with them. It was the same Jesus whose mother and brothers they knew. It was the same Jesus that they had seen hungry, tired, and footsore as the rest of them. But they also realized it was the Messiah, the Christ, the Alpha and the Omega, it was holiness and glory shining through his humanness, his face so fire, they were almost blinded. Even with us, something like that happens every now and again. The face of a woman being handed her newborn child face of a father holding a child's hand as they walk in the park, the face of a gardener gazing at the first buds of a rose bush in the spring, the faces of an elderly couple standing barefoot in the sand at twilight watching the waves roll in on the land. Every now and again, Something so touching, so incandescent, so alive, it transfigures the human face so that it seems to be beyond bearing. I think we make a mistake when we read the Gospels as simply history, that is, as events in the past which are over and done with, Interpreted this way, the gospel narrative consists of stories of faith which helped us to understand the historical Jesus, his personality, his mission, his teachings, his miracles in the social and political world of the first century. Along with that, there are a cast of characters in the scriptures that draw us into the narrative. We rejoice with those who are healed and forgiven. We mourn with those who weep. We marvel at the slowness of the apostles. We identify with prodigal sons and daughters and lost sheep and good Samaritans. Our liturgical year reinforces and enables us to remember the key events in the life of Jesus birth, ministry, passion, death, resurrection. It's all good, it's all wonderful, it's all uplifting. But more importantly and sadly, it is not enough to see it as simply a bit of history. When we remember only what happened to Jesus, we're missing the whole point of the incarnation. His coming was not just another brief moment in which his followers would commemorate 
until he comes again. Rather, his coming inaugurated and introduced to the world God's new vision for humanity and the world. And they called it the reign of God, the kingdom of God. Or as Bishop Carey reminds us of the Jesus movement. And this new vision invites us to be transfigured as surely as Jesus was on the mountain. For it was there on the mountain that Jesus manifested absolute love, absolute radiance, absolute goodness, the very essence of divinity hidden under human form. For what we see is not only Jesus' glorious and holy divinity, but his marvelous, perfect humanity. We might say that, strictly speaking, what happened to Jesus on the mountain was not a transformation, but the revealing of the glory that was his from the very beginning. And that glory is the fulfillment and the completion of the law and the prophets. Now, we can scratch our heads in bewilderment, roll our eyes in wonder, or babble incoherently about this, but we still may miss the point. Peter, James, and John went up the mountain with Jesus of Nazareth. But when they finally woke up, they saw the cosmic Christ, the Lord of history, the Alpha and Omega. And it was all reinforced to them, not by what they saw, but what they heard. This is my chosen, my beloved, listen to him. Spiritual experiences are not to be held as one would hold on to a prized Rolex watch. Nor are those experiences ends in and of themselves. They are gifts, gifts and opportunities given in order to deepen our faith for the enabling of our ministry and our service. We stand on the mountain with Peter, James, and John as the glory is revealed. We might be tempted, as Peter was, to hold on to the experience or in some way to preserve it for future reference. Jesus did not tolerate it with Peter, and Jesus will not tolerate it with us. Jesus will lead us as he led them down from the mountain into the valley. Yes, we will remember the times when we experience the joy of his presence, but that remembering will enable us to bear the times of despair and denial and doubt that comes from living in the valley. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.